Hello, thank you for joining me for this segment of Daily Bread with Jam, a podcast by the Holy Spirit You Channel. My name is Michelle. Pivoting out of cursing into blessing requires getting back to our first love. Pivoting out of cursing into blessing requires getting back to our first love if we ever had it. That's what we're going to talk about today. So let's get to it. There is, um, for, you, for those of you that don't know, um, I'm going to say that I'm a musician. I mean, that may be an overstatement, but I don't think it is. And I'm telling you, I'm not saying that to brag. I'm saying I've always had music in me and with me. I later found out from other people, not by me puffing myself up, but I later found out from other people that they actually liked my voice. And this was when I'm talking about grade school, junior high school, at a time when I was afraid to be around people, let alone uh, get in front of anybody to sing. And when I was, I think it was seventh grade or so, uh, my best friend at the time dared me. We were in a music class of all places. We were just in a music class and we were learning. I think we were learning how to play the guitar, which I never learned how to do. Um, I understood music, but I just could never, the whole thing with, playing an instrument, the only instrument I could play, and I wasn't even trying to do that, was singing. Our parents were very good, uh, still are, um, were were very good with us about music and exposing us to different kinds of music. We never had just one kind of music in our house. And so I learned to appreciate all kinds of things. Um, I'm a big hymns girl. I love Christmas music. I love R&B, hip-hop, classical uh, musicals there I even find a commercial or two that I can get down to when you know when the commercials good but I don't like I don't like to watch commercials but there's a there are the jingles that catch my ear every now and then so this whole concept of being a musician to me really means that there is something in me that resonates musical term that resonates that is always in music somehow or another. If I'm not singing, it's still in me. And uh, I put up a thing on my Facebook page, uh, Holy Spirit You Channel podcast, I think, or Holy Spirit You Channel, that really, I like the video because I think it, it, I like what the guy is doing in the video, but it also is an expression of what's going on with me at any given point in time. So at any rate, um, spending, my father was an officer in the United States Army, so we traveled quite a bit. Um, and so shortly after I entered my first talent show on a dare out of seventh or I think it would have been eighth grade out of eighth grade, we then moved overseas to, to Europe, Germany specifically, which I loved. And I became, I got introduced to a wonderful teacher at the high school that I attended and it was just, it just took off from there. So I spent my high school career aside from doing schoolwork, of course, um, I did try sports, by the way. I, I was sports. I could not, um, not an athlete, not by any stretch. I do work out, try to keep myself in shape, but not an athlete by any stretch. You will never hear me claim that. My sister is the athlete. Uh, my sons are athletes. Um, but we're all coaches and teachers and instructors. So I ended up, and I tried to be a cheerleader since I did that. The the sports thing didn't work out in one way. I actually started cheerleading, but then. My, um, I'm going somewhere, walk with me. Um, my music teacher 
who was also a you know theater major. She played the piano. She was very uh, chic and you know very European in her sensibility. Although you know, so we developed. We had a really good relationship. I was in the choir. I did musicals. I was in the talent show, and. Uh, as a result of all of that, got some exposure throughout Europe, traveling to different um, mili- uh, yeah, military-sponsored events to sing the national anthem, the German national anthem. I mean, all of the whole thing. I say that to say that I never considered myself a musician. It was just something I did. I love to sing, always have loved to sing. I love to sing sometimes more than I love to talk, although you might not know it by this uh, <laughs> this recording. But I'm sharing that to say that's one of my first loves. Music has always spoken to me. God has always, even before I knew really who God was, that he's always used music. And today is no different. So me not wanting to be on stage or, you know, I've done praise and worship. I've done, you know, the whole gamut, choir directing, being in the choir, all of the, the whole gamut. But whether I am able to sing or not, been there. So after all of those years, by the time I got to a place where I, my voice was gone, fortunately the Lord has restored it. But when I hit that point in my medical journey where I realized my voice was gone, I cried because I tied my ability. Well, I lost my hair, lost my voice, lost a few other things along the way. Fortunately, one of those was cancer. But because I thought that my ability to sing or the gift he had given me, the talent he had given me in terms of singing was actually what connected me to him. The, the gift, the talent was just part of it. And it took me, you know, throughout my convalescence after chemo to really understand that he was still going to speak to me through music, whether I could sing or not. And so my question had always been, okay, Lord, um, all this time, you know, I was reluctant to use it. Then I started using it. I enjoy it. I, um, I don't like the adulation. I'm not one of those people. Um, but I just love, love to do it. And so by the time I lost my voice, I was, it was very, among other things, I was fighting for my life and now asking if I was gonna, ever going to have my voice back. And, and praise the Lord. Uh, I, I know he would have he um, taken care of me no matter what, and he has. But he's also, restored to, to a great extent, has restored my voice to a place better and showed me how to sing in a way better than even what I was singing before. And that's a testimony. So I'm not sharing that to brag. Um, but if you ever hear me sing, you know, every now and then I'll get a little, you know, note in during these podcasts. But if you ever hear me sing, one thing you need to avoid doing, and that is comparing me to anybody else. And I'm, I'm telling you that now um, because I, I don't you, – you don't know me. You don't know what I've been through. Um, and we need to avoid doing that really, not just to me. I'm not, that's not just for me. That's for all of us. Not only we say don't – I'm kind of off, off on a sidetrack, but I know where I'm going. So um, not only do we say do X, Y, Z or don't do X, Y, Z because you don't know what people have been through. That is true. That is very true. But the fact of the matter, even if – even if on the off chance someone has not been through anything, we shouldn't do it anyway because we're not the same. So what is the basis of comparison? We'll talk about that later. You have no basis of comparison. It's you trying to make yourself feel better about yourself when you do that. Right? We exclude people at our own risk. 
not at theirs, because the Lord's going to take care of them, regardless of what you do or don't do. So back to the music piece. So, you know, I don't, sometimes the Lord will use uh, music to wake me up, like he'll give me a song. He'll give me a song of my own, and I've written a number of songs. Um, I'm not sure the theme, the theme music that I have that I wrote like 20 years ago. I don't know if that's going to be part of this particular podcast, but I'll find a way to integrate it soon uh, for the intro and the outro. So I'll let you know when that happens. But I'm a writer. I'm a singer. Sometimes he'll wake me up with whole songs. I mean, I can hear the orchestration. I can hear the arrangement. I can hear the instruments. I can hear the vocals. I can hear the whole thing. But I can't play anything. So, you know, I don't know what he's going to do with that, but at some point, I'll have to either, I'll have to find a producer or he'll find me one, or I'm not sure how that's all going to work. Or he'll teach me how to do the whole thing. I'll be a one, one person, one, one human band. I don't know. But um, sometimes he'll wake me up with music. Sometimes he'll wake me up with other people's songs. When I've been in specific seasons of my life, back to my first love, I remember the topic, so just hang in there. Um, in different seasons of my life, there have been, as I'm sure with you, there have been different songs that, it, like I have on repeat, there are times and seasons when we are raising children or in difficult times when he'll just have me put on a song. You can't, I can't even hear it, but it's on and it's on repeat. And that creates an environment that he rests in. I want to encourage you to do that, by the way. If you're, if you're in a situation, you're going to need it for pivoting out of cursing into blessing. If you have a CD player, something. I know we don't all use CD players. Sometimes I like to put my hands on things instead of just doing everything electronically. But if you have a device that you can place in a room and put it on repeat with a worship song, I don't mean, I mean a pure worship song that you can't hear and just leave it going. Just leave it on 24-7, 365. Nobody has to hear it. Uh, I have had to do that through seasons of my life, um, and even when it's not a challenging season that I'm aware of. Some songs he just gives me, I have a soundtrack for my life. And if you look around, you also have a soundtrack for your life. So back to my first love. I say all of that to say a lot of what I'm going to be uh, sharing over these next few seven, uh, segments of pivoting out of cursing into blessing have to do with songs that he has used throughout my seasons. And and the interesting thing about it is many of these songs I haven't even thought about for literal years, right? But then I'll, I'll hear the song, like a piece of the song or a segment of the song, and I'm like, why do I keep hearing this? Because we know, and let's be honest, let's be, let's be frank. Let's be real. Let's be authentic about the fact that I can walk into a store involuntarily and hear something I don't even like. And I, I, it gets stuck in my head. And then I have to, uh, I don't want to say repent of that. That's not, what it, that's not the proper term. But I have to resist that. I have to push that away, right? We are responsible for if we know something has gotten into one of our gates, eye gate, ear gate, you know, the other gates. If something has gotten into one of our gates that we didn't agree to, right? So if I'm going into a grocery store to buy some eggs and there happens to be a song on that I would never listen to, I am... I, I can't help it in that moment because they're going to have that song on repeat or some version of some song on repeat when I go into that store. So even if it gets stuck in my head, that means that I'm responsible for saying no, 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 until it's gone. That's both spiritual, spirit and soul working together. I don't care how great the song sounds. I don't care how good the beat is. 
if it's not something that I would listen to, if it's not something that's nourishing me, spirit, soul, and body, then I don't need to be listening to it. I want to encourage you to consider that for yourself as well. At any rate, when I I voluntarily listen to songs, or because the Lord has said, um, he'll give me the song or some of the words, and I'm like, what is this? I know it, and it agrees with my spirit, but I don't have a conscious memory of the song, like something I can pull up. Well, that's why he says he brings us to a place of remembrance. He causes us to remember. So once I start, if it's going in my head or my heart for a few days, and I know the difference, because that one brings peace, the other is like, mm-mm. Everything is spiritual. Just remember that spirit first. So even if you don't understand it, you can tell where it's coming from by whether or not it's bringing you peace. Uh, By the way, discomfort is not always chaos. That's why you have to understand the spirit that is operating. Discernment, that's another free thing. I know we're talking about, uh, I know what we're talking about um, is um, back to my first love by commissioned. That's what we're talking about. And so we come to this place, I've come to this place even now where I'm like, okay, Lord, I know you want me to continue to talk about this. What is it that you want to say? And he starts giving me songs. I have a whole list of them. This is just the first one. I have a whole list of them. Back to my first love isn't even the first one that he gave me, but it's the one he wanted me to talk about today. So that's what we're going to talk about. Back to my first love by commissioned. And he said to me, I think they recorded that in in 1990. Now, Commission is not the only group by any stretch that I listen to in terms of any kind of Christian music, but they're one of my favorites because the the lyrics are pure. The spirit in which the music is done is pure. I'm not talking about the people. I don't know the people. I know the spirit. And clearly the Lord does too, or he wouldn't have told me to be listening to it. Unless he was saying, I need you to know the difference between this and that. So recently, the Lord woke me up with, I, I hadn't heard back to my first love in literal years. But when he sends you through a season and he says, this is what I need you to listen to. And to be honest, I actually think there are several albums in the, uh, yeah, albums, in the, in the commissioned flow that he used to bring me out of R&B. Doesn't mean... I don't get my jam on with some R&B every now and then. So that's not where I'm coming from with this. But I said to the Lord, I said, okay, Lord, you know how much music has been a part of my life. Of course he does. He, he planned it that way. Then I had to make this transition. There was a point in time when I was supposed to have a music contract and I was supposed to go to California and do all these things. And the Lord said, nope, you're not going. I was like, what? We had, I had my demo ready, the whole thing. Because that was the natural in my mind and in the, in the way the world teaches us, that is the natural trajectory or the nat- natural course that you take when you're a singer and somebody, quote unquote, discovers you. I don't know how much validity that real, there really is to that. But anyway, it's really more. I'm not going to go into that. But he, he woke me up in the middle of the night. I will never forget it. It was the first time it ever happened to me. He woke me up in the middle of the night and told me I wasn't going. And then at the same time, begin to give me songs that had Christian lyrics. Now, I'm newly saved at the time or newly confessed. (laughs) Working out my own salvation, newly confessed. And I sat there and I wrote and I cried. He just poured and poured and poured and poured. So those are the seasons we go through. So when he says, I need you, he used commission. He replaced what, what I was going to be doing 
which is a really great couple of songs too, um, with commissioned and some other notable, uh, not just, I mean, worship, what I consider worship or R&B, things that were similar, songs that were similar to what I had been used to listening to, but with different lyrics and a different spirit on them. So this is, this. not to say I haven't listened to it since that time, which was probably, you know, 30 years ago now, but I have not listened to it often. I haven't listened to it enough for it to be something that I just come home and, and put on. So the other day, I kept hearing this, I kept hearing the lyrics, but not the whole thing. And this is what I love about the Lord. Sometimes I, I love it, and then it, sometimes he frustrates me with it. And yes, I tell him that so I can say it to you. He already knows, so stop lying to him. Um, I woke up. I'm like, what song is it? And he sent me on this journey. I knew, I said, what song is that? Then I got to the place where I said, okay, I know it's commission. So I had to go through, I don't know how many commissioned albums, because I couldn't even hear the title. I could just hear um, the, like, I don't even know if I had the lyrics the first time he woke me up with it. And then it would just play in my spirit all day. I'm like, okay, the same thing over and over again. All right, I got to find this. Same thing, like when we walk into the grocery store or store or elevator or whatever, and something's playing, and you, you're like, I got to go get this song. Well, no, you don't. <laughs> not if it's something you're not supposed to be listening to. The same response, though, in a different way. So I said, okay, Lord, I got, I'm going to go do the research. I know that as I go, you will show. Remember that principle, go and I will show. So I started doing the research. I was like, oh, man. So then I came up with all, not came up with, I discovered, rediscovered all of these commission songs that he had given me in different seasons of my life, different albums, you know. So that's, so I have a list. I have a list of not just commission. I have a list. I have a whole list. Do you hear me? Because I make lists of my songs anyway. <laughs> not all the time, but I used to really be like, okay, I got to hear these songs. So I say that to say back to my first love by commission. That is the jam of the day. Why? I'm going to tell you why. And I don't care what kind of mis- li- uh, music you listen to. I understand that we have our preferences, but our preferences do not salvation make. Our preferences do not deliverance bring. Our preference do not healing and restoration bring. It's the word of the Lord in the moment, how he chooses to give it and how he presents it to us. That when we humble ourselves, repent, and allow his spirit to live and move in and through us, that is when life comes. That's when curses are broken and or we don't want to say reverse the curse. The curse has to be broken. Pivoting away from cursing means that it's not about your preference. It's about your deliverance. It's about your healing. It's about your restoration. So I want to talk to you about these words, these lyrics. Once again, you've heard me say commission several times in this video. I mean, in this audio, in this podcast. But I'm going to say it again just so there's no confusion. I do not in any way, shape, or form claim to be commissioned, claim to have been there when they wrote the song, claim to know anybody in the group. I am saying to protect, you know, I am a big trademark uh, intellectual, uh, um, what is it called? What is it? Protecting intellectual property. So I'm big on that. So I'm not trying to take anybody's thing. I'm using the title and the words. And because I want to tell you how this applies to me, applied, applies to me and 
could apply to you. And I want you to, I'm going to leave a link in the, in the bottom, um, at the end, uh, in the comment section or wherever in the description. You can access the link. Um, some of my links are, just so you know, some of my links are, uh, will get me commission. I don't know, <laughs> funny, commission from commissioned. I don't know if this link will, but I do that so that I can have a little bit of money in the piggy bank to keep my podcast going. So I just want you to be aware of that. But I want to get back to these lyrics. I never should have left. These are the lyrics to Back to My First Love. And I want you to listen, and I want you to see where you find yourself in the lyrics. I never should have left. I'm sorry that I went away. I was too blind to see that leaving you would cause me so much pain. But now I know there is no place that I can go but to the cross. Why do we cause ourselves so much unneeded grief when we know, and we know, how much you've done to make us free. You care so much for us, for God so loved. You gave unselfishly that he gave his only begotten son, your very life. You sacrificed. Then it says, I am back once again with my first love, my own strength, was not enough to save me from my sin. I am back with my first love, Jesus, once again. Next verse. Um, I'm so glad that I can tell The story of my life, okay, and I need you to be clear on something. You can't tell anybody else's story. You have to be able to tell the story and give an account for your own life. So if you're spending, and I'm going to pick this up in just a second, but Holy Spirit, as I said, when I I start talking, I don't know where we're going. I know where I think I'm going. Detour signs are all over the place. Especially when, when you allow the Lord to lead. doesn't mean we always get it right. It just means we have to be open to it. So the Lord is saying that if you are paying too much attention to someone else's life, whether you know them or not, whether you're on social media, computer, television, reading about them, unless it's something that he has specifically guided you into and told you to do, You need to repent of that because you can only tell the story of your life. You can only be who he's made you to be. So comparing yourself, trying to dress like somebody, trying to be like somebody, trying to achieve the same status level, that may not be your life. And when we ask for deliverance and healing, we need to ask for deliverance and healing, not just for the obvious things, but for those spiritual distractions and and interferences that we don't know God enough to know exist, or that we ask for a blessing 
Ask for, Lord, help me out of this situation, but we don't want to repent and take the steps. So you can only tell the story, like me, of my own life, of your own life. I'm so glad. I am personally ecstatic to be able to be here to tell the story of my life thus far. That he took what was wrong in me, what was bent, the infirm, the afflicted, and made it right. Made the crooked paths straight, still making them straight. Made the crooked straight, made the bent stand up. I've got the Lord to thank, and only the Lord. Yes, he gave me a great support system in my family, but ultimately, his grace rests on the whole of us. He covered me with grace until, I need you to hear me. He covered me with grace until the day I learned to seek his face. I need you to understand that that's what grace is for. Paul said grace is not a license. I said it before, I'll say it again. Grace is not a license. The purpose of grace is for us to learn to seek his face. The purpose of grace is for us to learn to seek his face. Since grace is present for every human being, mercy is new, right? The sun doesn't rise on some and not the others. So if there is a morning, then there is mercy in it. And if there is mercy, there is grace. The purpose of grace is to seek his face. The purpose of grace is to learn to seek his face. Then it goes back to I am back. Once again. To my first love, Jesus, once again, breaking generational curses, spiritual genealogy that is not of God, that is not, did he allow it? Yes. But when it gets to you, it's not for you to settle in and say, oh, well, this is what we do and how we do it. And this is our family. No. If it's something that has negatively impacted you, has negatively impacted your family, could negatively impact future generations of your natural lineage, then the reason it comes to you is not for you to also be in bondage to it. The reason that it comes for you, to you is so that you can learn to seek his face. We don't like it. We don't have to like it. But like never got anybody saved. It's kept a lot, of, a lot of people from Jesus, but it's never gotten anybody saved. It won't get them healed. It won't get them delivered. Pivoting out of that into blessing. Cursing is death. Blessing is life. Death is in cursing. Life is in blessing. Means we have to learn to seek his face. Simple but profound lyrics. The basic process and understanding of the first love being Jesus. 
who is all-powerful, all-knowing, and ever-present by the power of his spirit. That he gave his own life to make sure we had life. We get down here, and we think, oh, I'm just going to do me. Okay. Because every breath, you have to give an account for. After a certain age, every, every breath, at that point when you know the difference, and I don't know when that point is. Just like we grow at different rates, spiritually we grow at different rates. I don't know when the point is for you, but just know you have a point. It's not a judgment. It's the truth. Nobody knows what rate of growth we have until we actually start to grow, and then we know, but we don't know beforehand. We know in retrospect. Understand that everything that we do here, after that certain point, which only God knows, we have to give an account for. Stop complaining about things he's already provided the solution for. Complaints, excuses, blame, exclusion, all of those things, cursing people out, all of those things we like to do because we don't want to do the real hard work of submitting to God in obedience when he has our truly, our best interests at heart. You don't have to give an account for all of that. Even if you curse somebody out in your head, because the soul and the spirit and the soul are tied together. So you are to govern by the spirit of God, your thought life. If you know you got a bad thought coming, some of us just sit there and entertain it. That's why, I tell, that's why television, you have to watch. You have to watch what you watch. I learned that a long time ago. You have to watch what you watch and watch what you listen to. Why? Because that's designed, some of that is designed to feed the things you need to be breaking off. But we think, oh, it's just entertainment. That's been a lie ever since the first time it was said. People know more, people know more about spirituality and psychology. People that don't believe know more about spiritual, spirituality and psychology, how they work together, than we do. That's why the Lord says, well, the de- demons believe and they tremble. But he allows those things. Why? Because we have to learn. How are we going to learn if we're not even paying attention? Didn't everybody sitting around, well, what God didn't know, he already did. He told, he already told us. I already did it. You see me in creation and the spirit hovered. You see me in manifestation and demonstration and the baby was born in the manger and Jesus could do, did many, in some places he did many miracles and other places he could do no miracles because of unbelief. Right now, we're in a place of unbelief. I can assure you that doesn't mean that miracles aren't happening. It just means that Jesus has chosen the environments within which he will work. (laughs) He could do. Not that he was limited. He could do because there's a parameter that he set that says, no, there's unbelief here. I'm I'm not here to do anything to prove myself. When they believe truly, then they'll see more miracles. So he had manifestation, baby born in a manger. Jesus did many miracles or he did no miracles. And then the outpouring, the ascension. It wasn't the crucifixion that made him Christ. It was the resurrection. And the ascension to the throne of the Father, where we then have the outpouring of the Spirit. That wasn't just one day, by the way. It's still happening. If the human human race still exists, the Holy Spirit is constantly being poured out to people that receive 
or want to receive him. He's still moving through those who have already received and are growing in, 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 in Christ. So he's everywhere. He's up. He's here. He's over there. He's with you. We have no accountability. Jesus should be the most real person to you in any room. If you believe that God is who he says he was, so who he says he is, and who you were taught he was, then you need to be checking yourself. What do I really believe? But getting back to your first love is going is not, not going to be, it is key to making the pivot from cursing to blessing. My name is Michelle. Thank you for joining me for this segment of Daily Bread with Jam. Today's jam, Back to My First Love by Commissioned. I'll see you next time. Bye-bye.